You're listening to Bloom in Tech with David Bloom. This podcast sponsored by Fabric Media in Venice, California. Hey everybody, welcome back to Bloom in Tech. I'm your host, David Bloom. Every episode we sit down to talk about all kinds of issues uh, resulting from the climactic collision of technology, entertainment, and media to see what's of interest there. Uh, This week I wanted to talk a little bit uh, here on the eve of the Produced By conference, about that conference, and about changes that are going on in the world of production. I got a chance to talk with the presidents of the Producers Guild of America, Lucy Fisher and Gail Berman. Both of them are among the more notable producers of the last 20 or 30 years. Lucy is co-head of Red Wagon Entertainment with her producer husband, Doug Wick. They've done a lot of great films in their time there, but before that, she was vice chairman of Sony's Columbia Pictures Group. Gail is the only woman to have headed both a major movie studio, Paramount Pictures, and a TV entertainment operation. She was the former president of entertainment for Fox Broadcasting. Uh, These days, she heads a company called Sidecar Content Accelerator. So we sat down and had a little conversation about the Produced By Conference itself, but more generally, what's going on, what producers are facing. The conference is uh, starting tomorrow, Saturday, June 8th, on the lot of Warner Brothers Studios. And they will be having all kinds of interesting stuff there. Um, There'll be, among others, a uh, conversation between Meg Whitman and uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, whose company Quibi uh, has raised $2 billion to make episodic short films. It's gotten a lot of money, but uh, folks are not clear that episodic short-form subscription video is going to be a home run. It's a very big swing, and um, they're, they're hitting the Houstings. They'll also have lots of other notable people there. And I think uh, among the other panelists, we've got Mindy Kaling and writer-director Nancy Myers, who did Something's Got to Give, and it's complicated. Michael Douglas and Danny DeVito will be talking with each other, old buddies who uh, have done a lot of work together and also been major producers. Jane Rosenthal, the producer and partner in Tribeca Entertainment with Robert De Niro, who's done things like About a Boy and Wag the Dog, director Ava DuVernay, who, among other things, just debuted her latest project, When They See Us, a really remarkable piece of work, uh, among so much else. I recommend it about the Central Park Five and what happened with that case, that notorious case in New York. She also did Selma and so much else. We'll also feature a conversation moderated by my old colleague from Deadline, Pete Hammond, with the top film and TV executives at Warner Brothers, Peter Roth and Toby Emmerich. For producers, I think some of the biggest changes are on the financial end. Netflix, for instance, pays a larger amount up front to buy a show, but in making those huge, those bigger payments, they also take over international sales, syndication, and other potentially lucrative, if less certain, downstream distribution opportunities. That's a big issue. It also changes the way financing is done and much else. As you'll hear in the conversation with uh, Lucy and Gail, they're uh, managing a lot of things with their current companies, and it is a dramatically different business than 10 years ago when the conference started. This is its 11th year, and it's a dramatically different business than even when they were running major operations in Hollywood as opposed to producing within the Hollywood ecosystem as it continues to shift. 
So give it a listen. I think it's a pretty fascinating conversation. Uh, lots here going on. If you can find a way to get to the conference, it runs all day Saturday on the Warner lot in Burbank, and then uh, half a day the next day on Sunday. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, there's pitch contests and so much else. You'll hear more of that from Lucy and Gail. But first, we got to pay a few bills. Uh, give a listen and a quick message for our sponsor. And now let's hear from the conversation I had with Gail Berman of Sidecar Content Accelerator and Lucy Fisher of Red Car Entertainment, both of them presidents of the Producers Guild of America and overseeing this weekend's Producers Guild Conference, the Produced By Gathering. I am so glad to be the uh, mechanism for your uh, reconciliation yeah. as uh, hard-charging yeah, uh, queens of Hollywood. So uh, great. So <laughs> which one's Gail and which one's Lucy? I'm going to try and guess by voices. But I'm Gail. Who, you're Gail. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And Lucy. And Gail will probably be talking more. This is, this is Lucy, but probably Gail will talk more because she knows more about certain of the topics that you might be covering. But okay. For both of us, yeah. But yeah. Great. Great. Well, thank you so much. I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Produced By. I uh, I actually moderated a panel at the very first Produced By. I'm an old friend and former colleague of twice, actually, of Madeline Hammond, who I think helped oh, run great. that original show. And I know that you all know her because Madeline technically knows everybody. But, <laughs> and she uh, still handles it, so we're... We're she all the does. lucky beneficiaries ever. Yeah. Right, but now, but what happened, I think, is after that first show, it got to be a hot, a hot commodity to get the to, to uh, moderate the panel. So everybody's like jostling for the opportunity. Yeah, it's, that was kind of amazing. I mean, we have a lot. Uh, we have been surprised at how much outreach we've gotten from people who really want to participate. Yeah, I mean, I think that speaks to the essential nature of the show. I've watched it from afar for for years since since that first year with great interest. Gail, maybe you've got better perspective on it, how you feel it has evolved in these nine years? Eleven years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I, I, th- I think you can see from just some of the topics from this year yeah. how things have evolved. I mean, we have a topic called the streamers, meet the, mm. meet the buyers. We have a, mm. a, a panel on the power of podcasts. Mm. We have a panel that is a conversation with Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman. These are indicative of, of how the industry has changed. And I think what's most impressive about what we're doing is we still have a traditional pitching panel. We, we still have certain uh, panels that feel more traditional. Mm-hmm. And I think we also have panels that are really where the conversation is right now and what uh, is being reflected in the shifts in the industry. And I I think that's wonderful. This is a time of epochal change. I wrote a piece for IndieWire that ran Monday on the holiday, but has gotten a lot of response from people that I have known for a long time across the social media that I put up. I have no idea what it's doing at IndieWire, but it was all about you know, people of traditional Hollywood having to be shapeshifters, having to evolve, having to find new skills and new ways to spread it because of things like the rise of streaming services and the, the, the mergers that are happening and, and what that all means. Is part of the show at this point really designed for people like that to evolve their skills and have a chance to compete uh, in this 
fast approaching future? Well, I absolutely think so. I mean, we have a membership of uh, of something like 8,500 members somewhere in that neighborhood. And so our members come to this, but also new people who are not necessarily members are coming, people who want to get into producing, people want to get into various facets of the business. I think it is a very, very great weekend for people to to educate themselves as to where the business is and where it's going. Yeah. And I think um, people have really felt that for a long time about this particular program. It's something that really has taken off in the consciousness of the industry. It is a very, very popular weekend. It's a big deal. And we're now streaming it. So not only has the world changed, actually the guild has finally changed too. Yeah. Well, welcome to 21st century there. That's great. So you're streaming it and making it available for folks. People beating down the doors actually to be on the panels, which is a really yeah. nice thing also. It's not yeah. It's not yeah. like we having to it's go, go out with a cup. People, people want to come and attend and they also want to come and present. There's so few times where there's sort of any gathering of community that isn't about an award. And this yeah. isn't, and, and, and it's, a, it's a whole different vibe, <laughs> which is, you know, very collegial and communal. And the other thing that I think is so important is that besides people breaking in and looking at all these new platforms and avenues, as you started to suggest and Gail did too, that people who have before now concentrated primarily on traditional media no longer can do so. That's not the landscape of the buy. That's not no longer the buying landscape that it used yeah. to be. So it's kind yeah. of the tables have turned and the pie. If it used to be, you know, the desirable things were going to studios first and only go to other avenues later. It's now almost shifting around. So shape shifting is completely right about you know familiarizing yourself with all the buyers and what content they want and them and how and how the content is even created. Uh, yeah, I think that's a really Which important key. Not- Producers are so much about, I mean, I think that is long poor understanding of what producers do do for a movie. It's the story, <laughs> shape all the creatives and all that, but you have to shape a different kind of story when you're doing it for a streaming service where you can binge it and you don't have ads. And I mean, that's a whole different thing. I mean, Jeffrey and Meg are creating, I had actually, did, I did a panel this morning and on the panel was somebody from Quibi, but she's on the human human resources or the people operations side, as they call it. They plan to create 5,000 short form videos a year, which is an astonishing right. number. Thank God. Um, but yeah, so, so just I, the production workflows yeah. are, ma- are amazing, right? Yeah. So it's fascinating because it's, it's all new. This particular model is new. We've had a show on uh, Netflix. That model was new for us. And so we're, we're navigating not only the creative and how to, how to create a binge like uh, atmosphere within the creative, but we're also navigating the business models and how to deal with our talent as it relates to their business, their participation in the business model. So a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Banking process, I was, which producers care about a lot, is totally different. I hadn't thought about that particular corner. I've been writing about this space for a long time, but I hadn't thought about, oh yeah. So all of a sudden, when you get the funds from the bank and when you pay them back and how they get their money and it gets released and used to be released in tranches and now it's a different dynamic. And that's the sort of thing that you'd want to talk about at a produced by conference, right? About how you just make your way through. So, well, I think so. I mean, especially if you're not a studio per se, but you are a producer and you're in a deal where you're fronting money 
where you may not have ever done that before if you've worked in, in a more traditional environment. If you are fronting production costs until you get reimbursed by the companies, this is new for a lot of people. And while it may be a more indie kind of model in the film business, this is a very new kind of model for television people. You know, there's a lot of different, and there's a lot of different ways of doing it. Everybody's doing it slightly differently. So there isn't a one-size-fits-all program. Uh, There isn't a one-size-fits-all formula for this. And, you know, it requires good lawyers and smart Mm -hmm. business affairs people to navigate. That's that's a real lesson of the produced by garments. The lawyers really, you really need them. You know what you're like. Yeah, get a good um, lawyer. I know yeah. I have one, so I'm happy yeah, about right. that. In terms of your own perspective, as you said, you've had to adapt to things like how you do a story for Quibi and how you structure that. How do you do a story for Netflix? How is it doing stuff still for the traditional guys? Have they adapted also? Are the business deals different than they were? Um, I think everyone is really adapting. I I will tell you that nothing stays the same. Not even, you know, I have a new company now called Sidecar. And Sidecar sits alongside the new Fox. And we're doing uh, programming for Fox. Everything is changing based on where things have been. So, for example, the traditional model would be a 22 or 24 episode model. Mm -hmm. Those are very few and far between now. Traditional broadcast companies are changing the restrictions that people have. Formerly, you couldn't hire somebody on some, from somebody else's show. They didn't want it on the network because it looked like you were advertising for somebody else's programming. That has all changed. In the last two years, the, those models have been thrown out the window. I hadn't even thought about that because maybe a month and a half ago, I interviewed Edward James Olmos, and he was talking about you know, when they were trying to hire him for Miami Vice back in 1981 or whenever it was, he resisted because back then the networks were, no, it's an exclusive deal and you can only you can only work here. And he didn't want to do that. And he happened to have some leverage and managed to make make it happen. Michael Mann really, really wanted him and they had already started the show and had a guy leave and they need to fill his job. And he was kind of hot and it worked out because he had, a, you know, it was an iconic role. But that was the thing, right? You had to have exclusivity. And now you're saying that's broken. So the way you're doing stuff with talent has changed. Obviously, the other thing that's a really big deal right now, I'd love to hear what you can talk about, is the whole Writers Guild versus talent agency thing and the packaging stuff and what that means for your your members and for how you put together a deal and how you get stuff done. And this is not pilot season. This is we're starting to shoot, right? So how is that transforming that part of the business? Well, well, <laughs> I can tell you, we don't know how it will transform itself yet because uh, that hasn't been negotiated yet. However, navigating staffing season and what will now be becoming uh, development season has been tricky. Some of it has been easier than people thought it would be, and some of it has been way more difficult than uh, others thought it would be. So I think everybody getting back to the bargaining table in the beginning of June is a really, really good thing for the yeah. business. Yeah. Uh, I think it's good for the writers and good for the agents to get in a room together and try to sort this out. It's been a problem for a long time, and it's been an evolving problem. You know, there's going to be some resolution that will be satisfactory to both sides, which will be ultimately good for producers because we'll, we will carry on. And that's what we need to do because, you know, the business 
can't stop for this kind of stuff. So it just needs to get resolved and they'll resolve it. And, and what decisions they'll make will be decisions that we'll ultimately uh, live with. And that, that sort of leads to another question. I don't know if, if you all will get into this in the conference or, or if any of the panels do about, you know, next year, of course, both the Writers Guild and Actors uh, SAG-AFTRA have, well, have contracts expiring. <laughs> they, they will be interesting. Yeah. So is there are there things that your members, uh, are they ready to start thinking about that and talking about it? It's like, oh, man, we just want to get a show on the air. I mean, what? what <laughs> Well, I think everybody knows that these negotiations uh, will be hanging out there. And so whatever happens with this phase, that is the the writers and the agents, will ultimately uh, come to uh, come to fruition and then and then we will be faced with what will be uh, you know the real the real show <laughs> mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. when when everybody steps up to the plate and and has to uh, and has to negotiate with the studios this isn't going to be over just when this part is over it's just like the beginning of what will be the, the next year a a lengthy process that will hopefully not not result in labor dispute And that's our show. Thanks so much, everybody. As always, I appreciate both your time and interest and the support you provide and the support I get from my sponsors as well. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and share it across all the social media platforms that you care about. You can find this podcast on 10 different platforms thanks to Anchor, uh, which syndicates and hosts it. They make a couple of things available through their service, which I greatly appreciate. One is the ability to support, uh, become a supporter of the podcast, which means that you basically throw a few bucks in the till to help keep the engines rolling, such as they may be. Uh, They also have a function that allows you to leave me a voice message. I'd love to hear from you. How has producing changed for you? What have the changes in Hollywood meant for the business that you do in Hollywood? Drop me a note on that or any other issue. Um, I think there's a button that uh, Anchor makes available no matter which platform is carrying the podcast that you're listening to now. And you can send an audio voice message. And if it's really great stuff, maybe I can work it into a show next uh, next episode or two. So let me know. And uh, in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at David Bloom and on LinkedIn at David L. Bloom. Try to post all my stories and these podcasts and other odds and ends that strike my fancy. So please jump on and and let's start a conversation as opposed to a one-way interaction. Anyway, thank you for everything. This is David Bloom for Bloom in Tech, over and out. You've been listening to Bloom in Tech. I am your host, David Bloom. Thanks so much. And our podcast has been sponsored in this episode by Fabric Media in Venice, California. Take care, everyone. Mm-hmm.